It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. A report yesterday suggested that the Miami Dolphins and the rest of the NFL may be receiving a little bit extra salary cap relief as compared to what was expected. We're looking at that here today on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day. You're on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, tip of the cap to our everydayers, because it is your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase on last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Speaking of prices, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk just infused a little extra hope into football fans everywhere across the nation. Across the world, because uh, pro football talk, Mike Florio. And I know there's a lot of people that uh, have a kind of a distaste for Florio. Maybe I'm showing my age a little bit. I'm going to be turning uh, 35 here in, in April. Um, I like Mike's content these days. I think he brings great perspective. I think there's a reason why you, you talk to people within the league and they often refer to Pro football talk is as kind of a, an outlet where they kind of stay up to date with the rumor mill across the league. And yeah, Mike gets a little galaxy brain. Sometimes we all do. It's kind of the nature of the beast. But uh, one thing I know for sure about Mike Florio is extremely well connected. Uh, here's from a lot of people. And uh, he put out a tweet yesterday suggesting that the 2024 salary cap uh, may be checking in more than uh, what it was expected. Florio uh, and the rest of us have been kind of expecting the salary cap 
to check in around $242 million. It was $225 this past year. Um, so so it's a, it's a pretty reasonable bump. And all of the cap outlets across the internet have had 242 as kind of an operating expected budget. Uh, Mike Florio, in his updated report, said another source with a proven record of accuracy in these matters, says the salary cap in 2024 will be closer to $250 million than $243 million, 242. So if that's true, if the, if, if the cap checks in around... $250 million, you're talking potentially up to $8 million more in cap space than what was expected. And for a team like Miami, who's going to be on an operating budget, that can go a long way in a lot of different ways. And that's what we're, we're going to be focused on here today on the show. But oh, th this report from Florio uh, is is pretty significant. It has come, the, the dollars are coming courtesy of uh, the gambling money, the TV dollars, you have the uh, game deals with Peacock and Amazon. So it, there's a whole lot of new money that's getting flooded in. And Florio in the same report uh, suggested, currently there's a thought that the league wants to avoid a massive spike in the cap, opting instead for a smoothing of the cap limit as TV deals and gambling money increase and the losses from the pandemic season slip off of the books. So this acceleration is probably going to be a three, four year thing. And while that's it's it's helpful to know, you you don't know the firm numbers until the league puts them out. I believe they put them out the week of the combine. So we should know next week formally what the salary cap is. Just like we'll know the formal draft order with compensatory picks. Not that that's something the Dolphins have to worry about this year based off of last year's free agency cycle anyway. But $250 million uh puts Miami in a position where they're suddenly forecasting in the mid 40s as compared to the mid 50s by the time they get to 51 players as an example uh, Cedric Wilson's contract technically voided yesterday which means he's now an unrestricted free agent uh there was no contract extension that was done and as a reminder I know there were some Dolphins fans that were surprised that that happened uh, the Dolphins restructured Cedric Wilson's contract before the season. He took a pay cut. Uh, they, they took the last year off his deal, turned it into a void year, and kind of split the cap between last year and this year to justify keeping Cedric Wilson on the books when he was sitting here looking at being a, a really unattractive option that the Dolphins really couldn't move on from uh, and find a trade partner for, for trading and moving him to. So they do the bookkeeping thing. And as a result of that, part of the result of that is that the three-year deal turned into a two-year deal and two and a half million dollars of his 2023 income became voided money or dead money for the upcoming season because they put a void year in replace of that third year of the initial contract that he signed with Miami. So um, you can cross that off the list if you wanted to. You could use the $8 million uh, to spend on a big player. You could spend the $8 million to justify not moving on from a different veteran player that may have salary implications. You can sign several of your own players. I, I think you could maybe sign one player in particular um, with just the money that maybe you were going to lose otherwise. We're going to explore all of these options and then look at external alternatives as well as far as the market across the league. 
and what players we kind of expect are, are maybe in that strike zone uh, that could be helpful players to the Dolphins as well. So that is our game plan here for the rest of the show here on Locked On Dolphins, diving in to what an $8 million extra salary cap versus the forecast has in store for the Dolphins and their plans for this upcoming offseason. That is next here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins, so make sure that you stick with us. Game Time is the ticketing app that is obsessed with finding you the best prices and deals and gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect before you arrive at the arena. So whether you're looking for last-minute tickets to the Heat game or the Panthers game or a concert that's in town, whatever it may be, Game Time has you covered. They've got all-in prices that show you your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you put the tickets in your cart and go to checkout. And you can buy tickets in just a few seconds with a few taps on your phone. Game Deal is obsessed with finding you ways to save money on your tickets, from zone deals to flash deals and sponsor deals. They have tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and use code Locked On L O C K E D O N for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So $8 million. The first thing that comes to your mind is what does that do for the Christian Wilkins contract negotiations? If the Dolphins are three to four million dollars apart on Christian Wilkins, do you then in turn justify coming up from your offer to Christian Wilkins to say, look, we really want you here. We've got the extra budget now. We're going to meet you closer to your price point. Can you meet us at all in the middle? Can you get him under contract? You could potentially sign Christian Wilkins uh, right off the Cedric Wilson dead money that exists and maybe still have a player, uh, a player's worth of salary that's left over for you to sign somewhere else. I think the the difficult thing for the Dolphins is really calculating a lot of the uh, market values for their expiring free agents. You think about Brandon Jones. And that's not a player I'd lose a ton of sleep over trying to bring back, but that's neither here nor there. Or Braxton Berrios. Well, Braxton Berrios played for $3.5 million on a one-year deal last year. Would I expect him to get that dollar amount again? No. Could I see him being a sensible player to bring back because of his special teams availability and what he can be as a fifth or sixth wide receiver? Yes. Nick Needham only played a handful of snaps. He's still just 28 years old. Uh, salary last year was $1.8 million. Deshaun Elliott played for $1.7 million. Raekwon Davis coming off a rookie contract, but I, I think a player who under 50% of the snaps is ideally a rotational guy in the next iteration of your defense. 
I don't think he'll have a huge market. Kendall Lamb is a big deal for Miami beyond just, oh, let's sign Christian Wilkins. $8 million for a lot of Miami's kind of core glue free agents. I guess Deshaun Elliott gets a market between three and $4 million per season. It's a guess. I think about Nick Scott from the Rams signing a, a deal this past offseason and it averaged $4 million per season. It's a $3 or $12 million deal. And I know Geno Stone is an attractive option that played in Anthony Weaver, the, the defense that Anthony Weaver was a coaching staff last year, and he signed for the same dollar amount, but he had seven picks last year. I don't think you're going to buy low there. I think you could buy low on Deshaun Elliott and still get a good player. Andrew Van Ginkle's where this gets really interesting for me. Because I would guess Andrew Van Ginkle, who's now coming off of a foot injury that has kept him non-weight-bearing for a bit of time into this offseason, but sounds like he should be good to go for the start of the season. He posted a career-high in sacks this year with six. Uh, he was just short of his career-high in quarterback hits, according to Pro Football Reference. He had 19 this year. He obviously had the pick six. He had eight passes defensed. Meaningful player for you. Played some off-ball linebacker. Played the second-highest snap totals of his NFL career in a single season. Second-highest game starting. And he's dwindled with his special teams usage, but historically, this has been a two-thirds of your special team snaps types player as well. Obviously, you get elevated into a starting role. Jalen Phillips goes down. You're not going to play on teams. That's 726 snaps on offense versus 334 the previous season. I know there's kind of this expectation that Andrew Van Ginkle's opportunities this year kind of priced him out of coming back to Miami. But if I had to guess Andrew Van Ginkle's market, especially when you consider there's a couple players that are similar in build and frame and strength as, as pass rushers, maybe not as versatile of players. I think you can make the argument maybe they're better just raw pass rushers because of their, their length. Um, Bryce Huff with the Jets, 6'3", 255, had 10 sacks this past season. And then Josh Uche, who got faded a little bit uh, in New England this year, but had a really nice year before that, had 11 and a half sacks. Van Geekle's career high is six, right? And I know sacks aren't the be-all, end-all, and I hate boiling down pass rusher debates into how many sacks did you have that, that determines your value, right? But those guys do have kind of a hallmark season where Van Ginkle and, and Uche had 11 and a half sacks on 374 snaps defensively. Bryce Huff had 10 sacks this year on 480 snaps defensively. Van Ginkle's got two seasons in which he's played over 700 snaps. And in those two seasons combined, he posted 10 sacks in three times the snaps. So, yeah, I think the versatility helps Andrew Van Ginkle. I do think Andrew Van Ginkle, uh, off-ball linebacker versatility is not, it's not a spot that really moves the needle as far as getting guys paid. Never mind, it's the secondary component of what he does. So I don't, I don't think Andrew's going to get offers for $10 to $12 million per season. And if you had written off Andrew Van Ginkle, and, and I kind of had, 
you say, oh, well, you know, he he's going to get a, a fair size deal. He's certainly not going to get offered $2.6 million like he got offered last year to come back. But if he gets three times that, oh, Lord, I'm going to do this math on the spot, 2.6. Six, one point eight. It's about yes, yeah, seven, seven point eight, eight million dollars. This cap boost can potentially change that, especially if you give him a two or three year deal, because you don't have to give him all the money up front. You can give him a ten million dollar signing bonus to cost three seasons, you give him eleven million dollars in cash in year one, front load the deal. But if it's a three year contract, even if you put a void year on the back end of it, make it a technically a four year deal, ten million dollars divided by four years three years of playing time and a dummy deal is two and a half. Give him a minimum salary beyond that. He's on the books this year for three million and three and a half million and change. $3.6 million against the cap. If you gave him a $10 million signing bonus, you gave him a vet minimum otherwise salary this year and paid him $11 million in cash. So you can do even more damage. That again, this was not in the cards. This forecast, everybody had generally accepted the league's going to slow play the cap so that it doesn't blow up at an insane rate at, at a pace that kind of is detrimental for the, the teams and the players because everybody spends like crazy up front. And then the caps get really crowded in year three after this initial massive leap. And then the, the, the growth slows down. They kind of know they can control the flow and the growth. And if it becomes, oh, we're, we're going to add $13 million per season to the cap, and it becomes, we're going to add $20, $21 million per season to the cap. That's a really exciting development for teams that have been aggressive, that are in a winning window, and it gives you an extra boost to kind of run this thing a little further. So if you want to play the funny money game, I think it opens the door for Andrew Van Ginkle to be back in the fray. And you could potentially get a Robert Hunt year one extension cap hit. And then Andrew Van Ginkle, if you gave him a four-year deal with a dummy year to make on the fourth year, based on what I think his market is, your $8 million cap hit in year one could be those two guys, Van Ginkle and Robert Hunt. You're obviously paying out more cash than that. But again, Miami will have to find this way to kind of thread the needle between uh, cash owed, cash prorated, and old contracts for players that still have dollars that were prorated from previous years and transition out of those contracts like Teron Armstead and Xavier Howard. And we'll see what they do long-term with Jalen Ramsey. I think he's more of a, an extension candidate. I think Tyreek Hill might be an extension candidate. We'll see what his plans are. I know what he's kind of talked about what his initial plans are beyond this contract that he has with Miami, but we'll see. So there's there's a lot of different ways you could pull the strings. And an extra $8 million in cap for Miami, just internally, if you went the depth route, I think you could get River Craycraft. Uh, you could get Kendall Lamb. You could probably get Raekwon Davis. And I guess you could get Deshaun Elliott all back for that $8 million as well. We'll see how my forecasting of the the values looks, but I would guess from a cap perspective, you could you could justify those four players coming back with this extra boost as well. We'll turn our eyes outside the Dolphins to some players that kind of exist that I think would be good fits and good ads for Miami and change the dynamics of this team that $8 million could 
this team land and bring in that maybe wasn't in the cards. That's next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. Get buckets over at FanDuel with your first bet right now. Over at America's number one sports book, you can get $150 in bonus bets as a new customer with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Beyond Miami's own in-house talent. And and that's, you know, we kind of glossed over Christian Wilkins, but I, I think this is a big boost for the feasibility of, of getting Wilkins back with the team, uh, especially if it's going to grow at an accelerated rate. And the teams would have a better idea of that. And I think maybe that's your context clues. If the Dolphins come up on their offer for Wilkins, and a deal gets done, and there's a little bit of initial sticker shock, I think that's your clue. The expectation is the cap's going to grow at a more accelerated rate than what it has been expected to in the past 12 months. But if you look outside of Miami, and you just look at free agency in general, there's been a few players that we've pointed to that I think uh, are really good fits for Miami that could be needle moving players. And I think all the players that I'm going to acknowledge right here are players that the dolphins could get on the books for the difference of the initially forecasted cap and this hypothetical, according to Mike Florio, $250 million. Cause a reminder, that's where this came from. Mike Florio, his sources indicating they expect the cap to be closer to 250 than to 242. Derek Henry. Is a one-year deal type player for me. He's coming off a contract, which was $12.5 million average per season. If you gave Derrick Henry a one-year $10 million contract to come to Miami and you put a void year on the back end of it, you could put a dummy out there and take $2 million in dead cap and take $8 million uh, in cap this year and pay Derrick Henry. You can give him a $4 million signing bonus, give him a $6 million salary, uh, so $10 million in cash received, half of the signing bonus this year, half the signing bonus next year on a dummy year. Boom, done. $8 million cap hit Derrick Henry. That's a good usage in my mind of your bonus space. But if you don't want to spend on a running back, I get it. You know, when you think about the Dolphins contracts and Mostert played uh, his current contract average before stipulated money was $2.8 million per season. And Devon Chan is a third year rookie contract. The average of that is less than one and a half million dollars per season. So they got Mostert and Chan for, on average, less than $4 million per season. Less than $4.5 million per season. The economics there are good. The production there is outstanding. How about no fan? Tight end. Um, speed, speed, speed. Out of Iowa, former first-round pick. Grafted by the Broncos. Gets traded to Seattle as a part of the Russell Wilson deal. Never really has the full glow-up, uh, 
but I think that that maybe plays in Miami's favor. I think this is the most high ceiling tight end in the free agency class. There's not a lot of tight ends that I would get really excited about adding to the fray and, and bringing the missing element that the Dolphins offense is. No offense on that list. Do I expect the team to sign another free agent offensive guard with starter money, competitive starter money? No, probably not. But if they did, I think Damian Lewis, and if this this is with no cap funny money, I think, you know, I think Noah Fant would be less than $8 million average per season on his contract. I think Damian Lewis, also from Seattle, him and Robert Jones would just be the, the most awesome guard combo I could possibly fathom. Raw power for days, bully builds, has athleticism. Rob's more dynamic than Damian Lewis is, but geez, geez Louise, man. Like, I think he's just such a perfect fit for what Miami needs. You could also get a reasonable, like a, a really reasonable starting center contract. Reminder, Connor Williams is coming off of a $7 million per year contract that he signed and wants a, a pay upgrade that's probably close to double that. I don't think he gets, if a team were to acquiesce and give him his asking price, I think you're probably close to $11.5, $12 million. But if Miami's not going to be that team, well, $8 million is, is good starting center money. Two, I don't think there's a ton of good starting centers out there on the market. I certainly wouldn't pay Tyler Beattis in that, that strike zone. I wouldn't pay Coleman Shelton with the Rams in that strike zone. I wouldn't pay Graham Glasgow in that strike zone. Graham Glasgow is coming off a contract that was $2.75 million per season. You could get starting interior defensive lineman dollars for that money. If you let Wilkins walk. You might pick up his his replacement or or one half of his replacement because let's be honest, Wilkins playing the snaps that he plays, you're probably going to need two guys to fill the void. And Raekwon Davis should not be one of them. Right? You still need an upgraded nose tackle. But if Christian Wilkins walks, maybe you don't pay Justin Matabuik $20 million. But Daquan Jones, Grover Stewart, DJ Reader, Daquan Jones, I think, played for $7 million on average for his last contract. DJ Reader was 13, but Coming off of an injury, a little bit of a descending player. There's a familiarity and a history with Anthony Weaver there. Being upgraded nose tackle comfortably. Same for, for Grover Stewart. You might get, get that replacement player for, air quotes here, free. Oh, linebacker, how about um, Frankie Louvu? I mean, it it almost covers the what you would save if you moved on from Jerome Baker. So can you internally keep Jerome Baker, quote-unquote, for free versus the projections? Or if you moved on from, from Jerome Baker, you could potentially go big for a big-time starter. Be that Patrick Queen who played in Baltimore's defense. That's not how I always spend the money, but I know some of you listen to me talk about Derrick Henry. You say, Kyle, I wouldn't want to spend the money on a running back. So, okay, fair. Let's Let's just talk about all the possibilities. You want to upgrade your nickel spot, Kenny Moore's probably a that's probably a strike zone for what Kenny Moore's market would be is one of the best nickels in the NFL. He could still go for sure. You want to add a, a third safety to the mix. You want to bring back Deshaun Elliott and, and Javon Hollins on the last year of his rookie deal. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, probably going to be in that strike zone. Julian Blackman with the Colts, probably going to be in that strike, strike zone. Jordan Whitehead, I think was five and a half million with the Jets, was his average for his last contract. There's a lot of names 
There's a lot of names that I think are really appealing that I've already been doing the shopping, right? I, I have my free agent list up here on the side and I'm up to, geez, we're 143 free agents that have been graded against expected Miami's expected scheme, including some Dolphins players to kind of illustrate where you're upgrading versus who's not an upgrade. So almost 150 players in free agency. I'm going to get to 165 total um, before we do the offseason blueprint, which is my hypothetical entire offseason. Now the development of the salary cap, that's going to change things for me because I've been doing a bunch of bargain shopping, looking to find the right guys to play the right funny money with to make sure you can get on a cap hit that's reasonable. Probably two or three guys like David Long's last year's contract. I get an extra two of those guys if I want to, or I get one big guy. It's a huge development if it happens. So we'll see if Mike Florio is right. The good news is Mike Florio in his report said that the source had a successful track record with matters in relation to the topic at hand. And so we will wait until the formal salary cap from the league is announced. Keep your eyes peeled. I know I certainly will. I'm Kyle Krabs. You can keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation about the Dolphins. Tomorrow is our mailbag episode. All of your most pressing questions, we are diving into them here on Locked on Dolphins. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins, and I'll see you all again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast Free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.